are so excited that you have chosen to worship with us today. We wanted to let you know about the Four Points Hub, if you haven't heard about that yet. Guys, this is the best way to stay connected with Four Points straight from your mobile device. All you need to do is go to fourpoints.org hub, and there you will see several tabs you can click on depending on your needs. If you have an amazing story of what God has done in your life, click on Share Your Story and let us know how God has moved. You can watch Pastor Mark's latest message, and you can also get an update of everything that's currently going on in the ministry of Four Points with convenient links to each event. We also have a safe and secure way for you to tithe and give. By clicking on the Giving tab, you can give a one-time gift or set up a recurring gift in the amount you choose. Everyone has a next step to take, and you can take yours through the Hub. If you have prayed to receive Jesus, you can click that option to let us know, and we will help you as you move forward in your walk with Christ. We hope you've heard about our virtual community groups, but if you haven't joined one yet, you can do that through the Hub now, too. Finally, if there's anything you need to let us know, like a change in your contact information or a prayer request, you can give us that information directly through the Hub. If there is anything you need to know about Four Points, you can find it here in the Hub. Now, you guys stay tuned for Pastor Mark's message. What's up, Four Points Church, this morning? We have some family here today. Uh, our staff and our, some of our leaders are here this morning, so I'm glad y'all are here because I have a packed house to get to preach to. Uh, we're really looking forward for y'all being back. I'm just letting you know, hey, while you're sitting there and we're just getting started, get your phones out or your tablets or whatever you're watching the service on and share with us so that more people can watch and more people can interact with us and we would greatly appreciate whether you're watching on Facebook or whatever you're watching it on. Listen, I just want y'all to know I miss you. I miss hugging you. I miss hugging lots of different people other than my own family because we are trying to practice, come on everybody, social distancing, but I'm tired of it. Come on, Jesus. If anybody else agrees, say yes. Come on, I hear you at home saying yes. Social distancing, just as a review from last week, social distancing, the series is about the fact that we think the proper term should be personal space distancing. I thought about this. I had a friend, I actually uh, roomed with him in college one year, and he was a good friend of mine in high school. So um, if you're watching today, you'll know who you are. But this cat is about my size and he's a close talker. Y'all know what a close talker is? Everybody with me? This close talker would like, he's this kind of person, if y'all know what I'm talking about. He, when, when he starts talking to you, you kind of start leaning back. And no matter how far you lean back, he gets closer. <laughs> that, I need some social distancing from those people, if y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about anytime. I don't really like for Leah, hey, to talk that close to my face because... <laughs> I just need, like, you can talk to me and we can have this much distance, so I don't, I don't necessarily want to smell your breath. I'm tall, and that's a good thing. Come on, Jesus. But, but the reality is we're around tons of people like this picture shows, and yet we don't have a lot of close personal relationships where we're tied to people like God intended for us to be. So remember, we started last week with it's not good for us to be alone. That's what Genesis 2 says. That's what God said when he was done with all of creation. He said it's not good for us to be alone. And he made a helpmate or a helper fit for Adam and Eve. And so I just want y'all to start today by understanding who we should maintain social distancing with. 
Because not everybody, when I go back to being able to not have to social distance or personal space distance, not everybody is someone that I should be interacting with on a closed basis. So these are the people that we should be maintaining it with, those who devalue who I am, who you are, those who disrespect what I do, those who discredit me for personal gain, and those who discriminate me or you just because of who we are. And I'm just letting you know that there's people all around you that look at me that you desire to have a close personal relationship with and they fall into this category. And listen, you don't need them. You need Jesus and you need a handful of people to be extremely close to. But you don't need the people that devalue you. You don't need the people that disrespect you. You don't need the people that discredit you and discriminate you. Because of your skin color, because of your sex, because of where you come from. And if they do, then quarantine yourself from them in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Because, listen, tap your neighbor or pretend tap them because you really aren't supposed to touch them. So, like, air tap them and say, I don't need them. Come on, say, I don't need them. Because not all social distancing is bad, is what I'm here to tell you today. Some of the social distancing that we do is good. So who am I supposed to be connected to? Because listen, I'm going to use Sam again. Sam's waving at you today. Say, hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. My body, now, now, last week we looked at this as the body of Christ, but today I want to look at this more about me more about you, more about us individually, the fact that we all need certain connections or joints to function in our lives. Like, it's not, it's not going to work well if we don't have any kind of joints or connections whatsoever. And so I want us today to name our joints. I want us today to name our joints because if my elbow joint tries to function the same as my spinal cord and, and the discs in there, it's not going to work well because even though I have some bend in my spine, I don't have as much bend as I have in this joint. And so they work differently and I've got to be able to name them. I've got to be able to name what they are purpose for in my life, what they do in my life. And if I can't, if I can't differentiate between the different people in my life that are supposed to be connections for me because there's all different types, then I'll get frustrated with them when it's really a me problem. I'll get frustrated with them when it's really a me problem. So today, I want us to name our joints. Now, I want to review. I want to use this, these couple verses as review and also where we're going to jump off from. So Ephesians chapter 4. Two verses, it says, verse 15, speaking the truth in love, that we may grow up in all things into him who is Christ. He's our head. As the capital C church goes, as the body of Christ goes, Christ is our head. And then he says, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every single one of our joints supplies, according to the effective work, working by which every part does its share. It causes growth of the body for edifying or building up of itself in love. Now, that works in the body of Christ, but it also works in our bodies. That every single one of our joints should supply and do a specific role. And so today, instead of looking at the body of Christ, I want to look at you body and me body. And each one of us and see which one, because some people 
need to stay social distance away from you. So who are my joints and what should they be doing? This is what I found interesting is there's three different kinds of joints in my body. Did y'all know that? I'm talking to y'all now, the handful that's in the room. Did y'all know there's three different kinds, three different types of joints? I'm going to show you three different kinds. The first one, help me Jesus pronounce these words today. That's correct. Thank you, doctor on the front row. Just got it right. Diathrosis is the first one. It's the movable joints, the movable joints. I've already hit the elbow, the knee. Actually, here's one at the top. Clackety, 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 the neck, right? These, these particular joints, these particular joints are to be able to move. So watch this. Let me, let me show you with just my neck, just my neck. If my neck is fused together, and it is not movable, then I'm going to be walking around like this. And it's going to be super awkward. Hey, Jordan. It's going to be super awkward. So if I need to see over here and I lose the ability to have this movable joint, I'll be like, hey, what's going on? Y'all with me? I should have done this. Y'all with me? Right? Like if, if this or this or any of my movable joints become immovable, it doesn't work. So I need these to be able to function. Here's who I think these people are in our lives. These are our buddies. Everybody say buddies. These are our buddies. These are our, these are our joints that are not too deeply connected to us, but it's our community. It's the people we love to hang with. We have lots of these. We have fewer of the other two, but we have lots of these, and it's good. It's good to have lots of, of, of the movable joints. Because what should happen is in my personal life is these people should help me see both sides. And I should not discriminate against if I'm not that particular because I don't know if y'all can tell, but I'm just going to let you know I'm a white man. Okay? Y'all good so far? Breaking news for everybody, right? But, but just because I am does not mean that I should have joints that don't help me see different than I vote, different than I do, different than, and whenever I only have a certain type, if I only had white men that thought like me and, and dreamed like me and did everything like me, if they were the only people connected to me, then I would be limited to my ability to learn in my own context, and the world that I live in is this big, but the whole world, as y'all know, is quite large. And so these movable joints should be all different types of people. Now, they should still believe the best about me because I should not be connected at all with people that discriminate against me just because, but you shouldn't either. I should not discriminate because a lot of times these people help me. But I should be wise. Now, listen to this. I should be wise with these particular types of joints. I should not try to give all information, watch this, to every single person that is connected to me. Here's why we get frustrated, family. Here's why we get frustrated a lot of times is because we get a dream or we get a big idea or we get something that we believe God has called us to and all of a sudden we get frustrated because they don't think the same way that I think and they have a difference of opinion and all of a sudden I just want to curse them and walk out and be angry with them because they don't dream the same way that I dream. You shouldn't share all of your dreams with everybody. Because not everybody cares about your dream. Matter of fact, let's just be real. Everybody's selfish. So they're thinking about their dream, and while you're telling them theirs, they're trying to figure out how to do theirs. 
And so whenever I give all information the same to every type of joint, I find myself super frustrated. So there's this saying, I'm going to repeat this. There's this saying, you should be honest and open with everyone, should be transparent with some, and you should be vulnerable with very few. You should be honest with all, transparent with some, and vulnerable with few. These, these joints are the honest joints. These are the ones that we should be honest with, we should have good rapport with, but at, at some level, some of your stuff, y'all, listen to me, should stay on the surface with these joints. I'm not saying you should be surfacey. I'm saying you should be wise, and you should be able to differentiate. Now, in some cases, these are just the people that we used to go to friend, go to school with, and y'all, I have, I looked this morning just to be able to see, to use this as the reference, I have 4,800 and like... 96 friends on Facebook. How many of y'all know I don't know that many people? Come on, somebody. Like, I don't. But they would, some of, a lot of them would fit in this category. It's the people you went to school with, but you hadn't talked to in a few years. In some cases, this becomes our families. This becomes cousins. This becomes relatives. You love them, and they're in your life, but they're not necessarily in your world. When you're making life decisions, this doesn't necessarily they're not the final ones that you make the final decision with. But watch this. But you still want to hear what they have to say because it might help you see what's coming. Because if you can't turn, if you can't bend, if you can't move, then you're going to be very stuck in the only world that you'll ever live in is right here. But you've got to be able to differentiate the different levels of joints in your life. And if you stay stuck in this, you'll get frustrated. But here's what I believe these joints are because some of these should move to a different level and some of these should stay right where they are and we should be okay with it. Just name them what they are. But here's what I believe Proverbs shows us in chapter 19 verse 4. It says, wealth brings many new friends or the joints that move, the diathrosis. But a poor man is deserted by those buddies. Are y'all with me? Because if I got lots to bring to the table, I got lots that come to the table. Come on, somebody. But if all my stuff at the table goes, the people goes with them. Are y'all with me? Is anybody awake in here? If you're bored, say amen. Nobody? We, got, we had one person in the back. You got caught. Brayden Vaughn, Jesus did it. If you got lots of stuff, you'll have lot. Listen, don't miss this, please. If all of a sudden success from a worldly perspective comes your way, expect people to come. Just name them what they are. Be careful to let people in too fast and name them a tighter or more viable, important joint to your body, to protection. Do not misname them. And if you can name them the right thing, you'll see the whole world. You'll get a bigger view of everything that's going on. But if you let them in too quick, you'll be frustrated and you'll blame them. Watch this. It ain't them. It's you. Because you don't get to decide if you're closer to me than you currently are. I do through wisdom. And if I let you in because you're cool or because you have influence or because you have stuff or because you have wealth or whatever you might bring to the table, I'm the fool, not you. And so joint number one is the movable joints. Do we need them? Yes. Do all of them need to be the other types of joints? I don't even know what they are yet, but the answer is no. Absolutely not. Come on, Jesus. Second joint. 
You're going to have to pronounce it. I know it's like amphibian is what it looks like to me. So it must be water and land. Come on, Jesus. That's not what it means at all. Amphithrosis. It's the limited mobility. Now, the best example of this is your discs. It's not bone. It's not bone. But it's like, it's like the cushion. It's like, it's like what causes me to be able to bend some, but it also adds structure. It adds help. There are far fewer of these in your body, there are far fewer of these than there are the movable joints. All your fingers, all your, your wrist, everything is a movable joint. But then inside of that are these structural joints that hold them together and keep them upright. If you don't have these, you are not able to function, period. You can have some of these fixed and you can still function. If you lose these joints, you are in deep trouble. It is not going to work. There are far fewer of these. These are your transparent people. Now, I want to show you what I believe these are. Matter of fact, let me just show you. The first ones are buddies. These who I think are your builders. I think a lot of times our parents, or watch this, you get to operate like this toward other people. I think parents, you get to be this for your children. Sometimes you get to be the next one. But by birth, by birthright, this is what we should be. This, this right here, the builders, the cushion, the protectors, but not the most top level protector. It's like, it's, it's what gives me structure. These are our mentors. These are who we mentor. This is like brotherhood building up with a group. This is the small group that you've been running with for a long time. These are who, this is who I'm transparent with. I let them have a different level of my life. I'm a little bit deeper with them. And, and we've all seen this verse before, but Proverbs 27, 17 says this, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Just as iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens another. Here's what that means. That with this type of joint in my life, it's not always going to be sexy. Because I don't know if y'all have ever seen iron sharpening iron, but sparks fly, Right? Like, it's not, it's not necessarily a fun thing to watch iron get sharpened. And in your life, a lot of times, we get frustrated with this joint. Because we think that this joint should just always agree with us. Let me explain something to you. That's the first ones. They're your buddies, and they just want to get close, and they like you because you offer something. They like what you bring to the table. At this level, we've gone a step further. I'm going to tell you who I think it is in the Bible. I think this is the 12 disciples. Jesus was this for the 12, and the 12 probably offered him a part of this back because it's not everyone, and it's not the tightest knit group, but it's that next level that I can give you a little bit more of me and trust the fact that over time, you have shown me the ability to be trusted and vice versa, and if I decide that I'm going to give you all of me because I think that you're fun or cool, then I put you in the wrong position. But if I decide on the same token that I'm not going to give you any of me because I don't trust and I got hurt in a past relationship, well, then I don't get to be built up. And if we don't have these discs that still can move some, but they hold me up in structure where my backbone gives me the ability to stand tall and move in my life and in your bodies and in your minds, You'll be frustrated and you'll call them things that they really aren't. And we'll miss stuff. We'll miss stuff. So 
I'm just asking y'all right now. Can you think about people in your life that are supposed to be here but because of frustration, because they said some hard things to you? Let me, let me give you a reminder real quick of the definition of kindness that I've talked about since I've been back. It means truth void of harshness, not niceness. Do you hear me at home? That is something that we got big time wrong in the church because we say someone is nice to us and they bring us a gift and we say, oh, they're so kind. That was, that was sweet, but maybe not kind because if you got something going on in your life and they're supposed to watch this function as this level, function as a slightly movable but still very fixed structural part of your life, but they won't tell you the truth. They're not sharpening you. They're making you dull. And if your life is supposed to chop things down and you're like an ax, the best way to do it is not swing harder, but sharpen your blade. And if you don't have these in your life, you can't get sharp. And no matter how many times you swing and how much effort you put in and chopping and chopping and chopping, you can do far less work. Listen to me, lean in. You can do far less work and sweat a lot less if you have the right structural people in your life. But if you don't, you'll sweat and you'll hurt and you'll cry. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to do it right and last long and do it better, go together. These are the go together group. This is who you run with. And you have fewer of these. Jesus, I believe, had 12, maybe up to 40 with his smaller group. But I believe you could look at the disciples and say, this is his group. These are people you mentor. These are people that are mentoring you. These are your parents. These are these are, the one, these are your children. I'm going to talk more about that next week. I'm excited about it. I want y'all to lean in for that one because I think it'll help you. I don't care if you never have kids. You are a kid. Somebody had you. Come on, Jesus. So I think this one will help you. But listen to me. If you take the discs out of Sam's body, Sam ain't standing. If these things fall apart, it's, it's not a good thing. But watch this. When I was... 13 years old, um, in a weird basketball injury, I ruptured L3 and L4 in my back, and I had a disectomy is what the surgery's called. And the doctors told us, I'm holding your head. It feels kind of weird, Sam, so just hang with me. <laughs> you see, that was awkward, not intentional. Here, now we can be friends again. But the doctor told us, if I ever do the injury again, I'll have to have it fused. Now, here's the issue with that. If this thing becomes fused, just like the movable ones, you don't need fused, but my fingers are less important than my backbone for me to function. If this thing all the way down becomes fused, my, my ability to function in my body becomes far different because I don't want every single joint to be fixed or fused, but I need some of them to be fused. Now, I don't, you ready? I'm going to keep using fused. You're welcome for this. It's free. I want us to not be confused when we leave today. Because if we keep confusing who should be fixed, who should be slightly movable, and who should be easily movable in our lives, then we'll continue to be frustrated and say, I told those people my deepest, darkest secrets, and watch this, they told other people. That means they're not the right people. And you shouldn't have told them. 
Don't get mad at them for making them fused. That means you were confused. Stop being confused and think before you speak, everybody. I love you in Jesus' name, and I'm talking about me right now. But by the grace of God, some, some, some excuse me, shots in my back, in my spinal column have worked, and it's freed up, and it's allowed my discs, and I can still move because I haven't had to have all these, all these discs fused together to limit my mobility because I want to still be able to move. I don't want them fixed because that doesn't function like it's supposed to, and my body would lock up and not be able to move. But there are parts of your body that need to be stopped, fixed, and they are seriously joints. I don't even know if I knew these were joints. Did you know that your head is full of joints? Did y'all know that? I know smart people that are in the room that are nurses and doctors. I know y'all knew, but I didn't. I, I, I guess I just thought it was bone and cartilage and other things, but these are the most important joints in your body. Because they're the joints that keep you safe. Because if it weren't for my joints, I've thought about my injuries, y'all. <laughs> whether, it was, whether it was driving four-wheelers, growing up too fast, and landing on my head on the asphalt when my dad, who's here today, told me not to ride on the asphalt, and I was really smart and decided to anyway. And by the grace of God, I had a helmet on, but I still took a boom, big hit. And I just thought, I thought it was just my skull that was protecting me, but it was really those joints. Here's the name of that joint. Synthrosis. I think that's close. But it's the immovable joints. It's, your, it's the joints around your skull. And it's, it's, there are very few of them in your body, but they're the most, when I read about this, I was so fascinated, they're the most critical. They're the fewest by far and the most critical in your body. And I thought, huh. It's literally what, what holds me together. It's what keeps me from falling apart. And I name these the binders or the ones that bind us. It's like the glue in our lives. Y'all, please lean in right now. These are not necessarily the coolest people in the world. They might be the coolest person that you know, but there should not be a ton of these. Do you, do you want to know one in particular that you should have married people? A man should leave his father and mother, and the two should become one flesh. They should bind together. My wife should be one of these joints in my life. Here's why marriages breaking up are so difficult. Because when God said it's not good for man to be alone... I believe it was not just a marriage thing by any stretch. I believe this, this pertains to every person in the room, but I believe particularly in my body, in my function, how I operate, there's something that happens to me in a soulish connection that when a soulish connection is ripped out of my life, it hurts. It takes something away from me or takes something away from them. And now, some of y'all had this happen 10 years ago and 15 years ago, and I, be, I believe with all my heart, listen to me, that God can not only restore you, but restore them and create new ones in your life. But if you're leaning and wondering, should I do this right now? The answer is only if you absolutely have to, if there's no other option, because God did not intend for us to have these removed. While I can have a fusion surgery or I can have these joints even removed in my body and still function. 
I can't function properly without these joints operating properly. My head is no longer protected like it's supposed to be. And it does not hold my skull together like it is supposed to and protect my brain and my head. And you know, these are the people that I'm supposed to be vulnerable with. You know, to get a man to talk a lot of times is a big challenge because we want to keep our feelings in. Here's some stuff I've learned about me in the last six months to a year. I really, I really don't mind opening up to the people that I'm closest to. But I fight as hard as I can to not hurt. Like if something, if something is hurting me, emotionally especially, I fight against all like, I can't even explain it. It's so weird. But I try to make sure. And so I share everything with Leah until I'm in that mode. And then I push her away and say, I don't want to talk about it. I say it more like, I don't want to talk about it. Right? Y'all have been there. And so I'm extremely transparent with the people that I'm supposed to be, the 12. And I got a group that I believe are the right group. And I've got buddies that I deeply love and I'm honest with them and I got great community with them. I don't social distance from them. I bring them in a certain level. But I struggle deeply with this level. Because I don't even think for me it's that I think they're going to hurt me. It's just that I'm embarrassed. And I don't want to share that a big man that feels like he should have it together by almost 40 years old doesn't. I'm hurting in certain areas. Because y'all, for me, I know for sure not all of these are just, or this isn't just one person. Because I have a very small, I believe you should be able to count them on one hand. If you have more than that, I believe you have too many. I believe it could be your, your parents or your kids. I believe they should be grown and that relationship should be matured. These should be time-tested relationships. If you start sharing the most vulnerable things in your life, the first month that you've known someone, you made a mistake. That is not wise. These should be time-tested. Y'all should have been through a lot. You should have gone through the transparent season and gone through it and gone through it and said, I could trust this person with my life. I've jokingly said before, if I ever did something stupid and robbed something, or killed something. They'd help hide the bodies, metaphorically, if you know what I mean. Like, these are the people that are absolute trust. These are the ones that I'm vulnerable with. But this is where I think we fail as human beings. Now, just listen to me. I think we fail because we refuse to be vulnerable with any. And we keep them close to ourselves, which, watch this, is it works fine as long as everything's working fine. But how many of y'all know everything's not working fine right now? Like, I don't care who you are. This pandemic has affected you. This quarantine has affected you, either financially or emotionally or spiritually or maybe all of the above. Because I'm going to give y'all, every single person in here is going to get to be the second layer with me for just a second. There's been days that I've, that I've prayed and I've worshipped and I've pr- worshipped in the spirit and I've, and I've gone in and I've looked at Leah and said, I just feel like blah spiritually. Like I just feel distant from God right now and I don't know what's going on. And I just, this is just kind of bringing you back to last week. That's such a win for the enemy. Such a win. 
Because if he can get me feeling off balanced in my walk with Christ, then I'll begin to look at the ones that are the binders in my life. They're not just buddies. They're not here and gone. They're not, they're not movable. They're not even the ones that hold me up structurally and sharpen me only because I certainly believe they do that. But this is just that deeper level where our, where our lives have been fused together. And I begin to say, you know what, Leah? You know what? One or two or three of my closest friends, I'm going to push you out. Because I don't want anyone to know what I'm really feeling in my life right now. And I'm not going to share my struggles. I'm not going to share my, because you don't struggle like I do. And I'm embarrassed in my struggles. So I'm just going to push you away. And all of a sudden, you're left with just you and God. And when I'm left there, most of the time I'll turn and say, God, you've left me. And I blame him. When remember, it's me that made the decision to push the ones that God put in my life for me to be close to away. And if I decide to do that, I can't get mad at God because God literally, listen, Christian, God lives in us. He can't leave. The Bible says he can. He can't go against his word. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And so isolation is, an, is, is a response to pushing the people that are supposed to build me up in my, in my joints and pushing them out of joint. And a lot of us have dislocated relationships when it comes to these, but these aren't supposed to be able to be dislocated. They're locked. And so some of y'all have none in your life. And this, the reason it's so important is what Proverbs 27, a man of many companions or buddies may come to ruin because if you start letting your companions and your buddies know everything, they're going to tell everything. But there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I believe there's two parts to this verse that's important for us to take away. The first one is that I believe all of us are supposed to have friendships in our life that, that, that this blood to blood or this, this covenant that God gives me is different than just a buddy and it's different than even a mentor or a close personal friend. This friendship is, is like what the Bible says about David and Jonathan where it says the soul of David locked in with the soul of Jonathan. And like no matter what, I've got your back and you've got mine. But then there's one relationship above all, y'all, that's greater. And it's the relationship that we have with Jesus who going back to that verse that we started with, the Bible says that he is the head. And I believe a thousand years before Jesus, when Solomon wrote this, it was just, it was just foreshadowing what Jesus would be to us. That I've got a friend that sticks closer to any hurt, any past relationship, any damage that's been done, any abuse, any neglect, any abandonment, and it's Jesus. He's truly the friend that can stick closer than a brother. And if you have none in your life, Colossians says he holds all things together. It literally describes this body and this one person that can hold all things together because no matter what, in my relationships that I serve as a binder in, certainly Leah, and then a hand, handful at most other people that I get to serve back to them, I will fail. Why? I'm human. He's the one that will never fail you. He's the one that we can't ever have social distancing from.
And he's the one that you've got to answer right now. Have I been pushing him away because I don't understand what's going on in my life? Because it will cause you misery and pain and you'll hurt. Y'all, we need all three of these to function well. But the one that we need the most is the head, Christ, in us functioning every day. And here's what I believe, and I'm just going to tell you the truth today. I believe you don't have to treat Jesus like he is a ceramic, like, doll that you, that you want to make sure you don't drop him because you might break him. I believe you can be honest with him and say, hey, man, I really don't get what's going on right now. And I need some help because I'm about to lose my mind up in here. I need you. Where are you? Help me. Matter of fact, I believe right now, if you'll just pray and ask God, God, help me. I believe he'll come immediately. Why? He's already there. And he's waiting on you to just ask. The Bible says ask and you'll receive seek and you'll find knock. And that door will be open to you. And I, I just, I'm just asking you to ask God. What I can't do for you, listen to me, I will pastor you with the best of my ability. But I'm not your savior and I'm not your high priest. That's Jesus. That's what Hebrews tells us. And so I'm never going to be your answer. I can just point you to the right one that can give you the answer. And that's Jesus. And so today I believe there's some of you that you've never had a relationship with Jesus. And so here's what the problem is with your body. You are walking around. And you may have movable parts, and you may have slightly movable parts, but your head, because here's what, here's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, there's a helmet of salvation that covers you, that covers you. I believe that's a picture of what Christ does for us, a helmet of salvation. Protection comes to you only when you say, Jesus, I need you to save me. I give you my life. I trust you that you died and you rose again and you're seated at, G at God's right hand right now and you left your spirit to live in me. So today, come be my friend and my savior and live in me. Listen, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you're saved. And so if you'll just pray a simple prayer like Jesus, come save me. I ask you into my life. I believe you're saved. I don't think there's anything magical. I don't think you have to go through any motions. And I believe you're saved. And listen, here's what we want you to do. If you mean that and you pray it, we just want you to text us and let us know so we can help you take your first steps with Jesus. Text this number, 864-606-3600. Text the word alive, 864-606-3600. And it will change your life right here. If you see it on the screen, text the word alive. It'll change your life forever. It'll change your life forever. And we, we will celebrate like crazy with you. So let me pray with you, God. We're excited about our new brothers and sisters. We're excited to be able to name our joints because some of our joints need to be renamed. <laughs> Not all of our people that are so close to us that we're vulnerable with. God, we don't need to share all information with all people and then get mad at all people for sharing. We need to keep some close to the best and there are a few people in our life that stick closer than a brother. But there's one above all that does and it's you. So, Jesus, we bless you and we thank you for that. Amen. In just a second, we're going to close in worship. But before we do, I just wanted to give y'all an update about a couple things that I'm excited about. First, when y'all get to come back to church, you're going to be so surprised because our staff and some of our leaders are working hard to make this place look fresh and clean 
And I'm not going to give too much away because I want it to be a surprise, but I'm excited because it's going to look amazing. I don't know when we're coming back together. I wish it was today, but we're going to try to do the wise thing and do it in due time. And I just want to say this. I've gotten to do, uh, last week it seemed like I had several um, more than I have since I've been back. I had some, some Zoom calls with some pastor buddies, and I've just been talking to a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that are really struggling financially. So let me say this to you. Thank you for being obedient, for doing what you do. We have a generous church. There's a lot of people that say we have a generous church and they're begging to just pay the light bills. And that's not where we are. And I just want to say on behalf of our team and our leaders, like, thank you for being obedient to what God's asked you to do. And just keep doing it. Every week, if you'll just ask God, what would you have me do so that we can give back to our community? God will do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or think. And so if you want to give today by giving your first fruit back to God, that's our commandment to him. It's not an option, y'all, as a follower of Jesus. And if you don't give here, give to your local body. Give to your church the first 10% of your income. But if you want to give, just text that same number, 864-606-3600, keyword give, and it's easy, safe, and simple. You can do it on our website. You can do it through the hub. It is simple. I love y'all so much. Listen. There's never been a better time to get connected with our church because I believe that God is going to do so much in the life of our church in 2020. I don't think any of this is by accident, and I believe our minds are going to be blown by what God does. So y'all lean in with us, stay connected, we'll stay connected back, and we love you so much. Now, stand to your feet in your living rooms, no matter where you are, and let's just worship God as we close this service out. I love y'all so much.